everybody, Dr. Rick here, dropping in on you. Hope everybody is doing whatever it is you do on a Saturday. With me, it's a combination of pulling back for a minute, still working, uh, relaxing, hitting the gym. Uh, right now, I'm about to go hit the cigar shopping, yapping up with the guys for a minute, and then I'm going to get back and get some more work done. But when I sit up and I think about the plight of blacks in this country, uh, it's easy for me to conjure up all types of images of maltreatment, mistreatment, discrimination, and downright, outright hostility and hatred. Uh, racism rears its head in ugly ways. Bigotry rears its head in ugly, in, in, in ugly ways. And we have had to, for more than 400 years, uh, 246 years, uh, of which were the most horrific uh, conditions imaginable. And then consistent re-injury and revisitation since then. I, I, I see it all. I see it all. I've written about it. I've lectured on it. I've counseled. I've consulted. Um, and I've done it for years. So I understand it. I'm not uh, dismissing it. It's a major part of where we're at and why we're here. Here's the problem. They are not going to fix it. They're not going to fix it. They're not going to come in and say, okay, we're going to uh, empower you to get wealth by uh, creating a, an equal and fair platform on which you can own homes. Because what I can tell you in the research not only as a person who's studying the plights of blacks, but as a person who deals in real estate, I can tell you this, that the same home, the same comp the same comp home or comparable home owned by a black doesn't get the same valuation, valuation or appraisal value as the, the a comparable home owned by whites. I mean significant difference. And it's not uh, an anomaly or a phenomenon. It's literally a practice. It's automatically, it's almost like it's ingrained in the appraisers. And it may be ingrained in the appraisers or it may be an understanding that because this home is, is owned by blacks, that it, it's only going to hold a certain value with the bank's only going to hold a certain value with any buyer. Uh, it's a lot of different things playing that, but it's a problem. But they're not going to come in and fix that. The only way they're going to fix it is that we actually have the power to apply a consequence or negative consequence to this type of reality. So we, so we sit up and we say, okay, this is how we're going to weaponize our dollar. This is how we're going to weaponize our vote. This is how we're going to weaponize uh, our support in any particular area, especially our dollar. We don't, we have to weaponize our dollar so that we can use that dollar to punish people when they do things to us that are not in our interest. We're going to have to move out of a space of begging. We've got to move out of a space of complaining. We've got to move out of a space of sit up and hoping. We're going to have to move into a space of taking action. It's going to have to be done. We're going to have to get out of the notion that somebody else is going to do it. We're going to have to get out of the notion that there are certain blacks that are going to rise to the occasion and become the great, great messiah of the black movement and save everybody. This is all of us. This is all of us together. This is all of us uh, with a responsibility to do something different.
when I ask you to support and donate to this organization, it's not because of me, because me by myself, I can do fine. Matter of fact, me by myself doing, I'm saying there are literally hundreds of thousands of kids we can touch, we're not touching. There are hundreds of thousands of black men and women who need our services that we can't touch. And nobody's out there. I'm gonna tell you, you know how I know? Because I get a bunch of people and that come to me. I've got clients that I've taken because there's nothing nowhere else. And then that's on me. And to a certain extent, I can do that. But I can't walk around doing everything I do and get paid for for free. So, but I do it to the best of my ability because I don't want people falling through the cracks because nobody cares about people with mental health issues. I'm gonna tell you that right now, I don't give a fuck whether you're white or black or whatever. You get out there and get caught up in that. You're just homeless and out there, they don't care. They will make you invisible so fast. The only people on this planet more invisible than black people is homeless. Mentally, in the, mental, the mentally uh, ill that aren't protected and covered by their families. They don't exist. They out there, you pass them every day, but you've been trained to ignore them. The system is set up that way. They don't exist. So if I, I, I have a problem with that. I have a specific issue with how we handle our homeless. So I'm directly engaged in that. So yeah, I'm involved and I'm gonna stay involved. I'm gonna stay involved in, in, in helping people with mental health, mental, but that should be places our people can go and get help when they want it. I'm talking about people who want help it can't get it. Well, this has to happen before we can actually accept you. This has to happen before we can actually accept you. I mean, I've got two clients right now. Fortunately, both of them have resources financially to pursue things. And they're literally crying because even with their money, it's hard to find because until he does this, we can't do anything until he does that and all of these things. But if we have these things in our own communities, we can change the policies of what it takes to accept somebody in. They don't have to have hurt somebody before they become qualified to get our help. They don't have to have hurt themselves. If we can see that there's a need for it, we can act on it. That's our responsibility. Nobody else's. We've got to get out of this idea that we can sit up and guilt people in doing something for us that we need to be doing for ourselves. We need to get out of that. We need to start standing up for ourselves. We need to start behaving and, and acting like uh, we have the power that we have. It's our responsibility to sit up and do what we, what we need to do for our people. Our responsibility and our responsibility alone. I am just overwhelmed at looking at how much indifference and, and apathy we have for one another and for the plight of our people and the false sense of security we have because we tend to be for the moment okay don't buy that you're not safe you're not okay so with that being said look I'm going to get out of here. I just had to drop that on you. I mean, yes, I have uh, cataloged hours and hours of research. Uh, let me, excuse me, logged hours and hours of research. I have cataloged all different types of in, in, encroachments by the system onto the, in, into the, onto and into the rights of our people. I understand that, that but we can't be compliant with it by being inactive. Do you realize that 
inactivity and a lack of action is a form of compliance. You do realize that. We've got work to do. So on that note, look, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. I had to drop that on you. Um, get ready for this series on the black family coming uh, this coming week. I dropped the uh, segue into it earlier today. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. On that note, I'm out of here. Don't forget to support our work. I'm out.